0: When were the. What
1: school's uh, Who decides what the next. Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where
0: WBEZ answers your
1: questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Hey, it's Jesse Dukes here at the side entrance of the Chicago Architecture Foundation. And I'm here with our questioner. I'm Flora Alderman. We're going to go through a revolving door into the building. Okay, do you think we can do it together or one at a time? I'm sure
0: we can do it together. I don't know. It
1: might be two. Let's... Come on. You're All right. skinny. All right, here we go. I'm short. Here we go. Whoa, there we go. Okay.
0: Actually, actually, you should know that revolving doors are made for individual people.
1: We're here so Flora can lay out her question for Curious City's reporting partner, Jen Mason-Garb of the Chicago Architecture Foundation. Hi, there. come in. Good morning. Flora came up with her question while leading walking tours for Road Scholar. They used to be called Elder Hostel. I've had several people ask me, why does Chicago have so many revolving doors? I couldn't answer
0: them. I thought the best place to come to was you.
1: Well, here's our architecture historian. Jen, what's the answer?
0: I don't know the answer, <laughs> which is going to be lots of fun to figure out.
1: Jen may not know the answer, But she has a few ideas, and you'll hear us follow up together.
0: My number one theory is revolving doors create an airlock, which can solve several architectural challenges in tall buildings. We'll talk to experts who can explain more. But my idea about airlocks doesn't really address the premise that Chicago has more revolving doors than other northern cities. That's a bit of a puzzle for me.
1: Well... There's no definitive answer to this. No national revolving door database. But after checking with manufacturers and other sources, it's clear Flora's onto something. Experts agree Chicago has more revolving doors than most other cities, and maybe the most. And we have a feeling that the answer to why this is the case might say as much about Chicago as it does revolving doors. A
0: little history. Revolving doors start showing up in Chicago around the turn of the 20th century. They were invented to allow people in crowded areas to easily move in and out of buildings, all while keeping out the dust and the soot that was so common in cities then. But
1: Chicago doesn't have that coal dust anymore. So why do we still have the doors? I think revolving doors find themselves in contemporary cities that have taller buildings.
0: This is Patrick Lochran, an architect at the Chicago firm of getch Partners. They design contemporary high-rise buildings here and all over the world... He says tall buildings flat out need revolving doors.
1: Any high rise building is going to have to have elevator cores that take people from the bottom all the way up. Those big open tubes create the stack effect where heat and air rises and it creates the suction at the base of the building.
0: Stack effect. Remember that. Hot air in the building rises and wants to suck cold air through the building's front door. On a cold day, it can actually pull the door shut, making them hard to open. Sometimes, you can even hear the sound of the air passing through.
1: It's almost like a flute, a humming a whistle noise that comes through.
0: Revolving doors solve this problem. If you imagine a revolving door, even as it spins, there are always at least two sections of the door touching the drum it revolves in. Or, to put it another way, there's always a barrier to stop air passing from the outside to the inside.
1: Lockrin has picked out a building where he thinks it'll be tough to open the swing doors. It's 65 stories with a hotel, restaurant, and condos. Lots of elevators, which should mean bad stack effect. Shall we, shall we give it a try? But
0: unfortunately, the doors on that building have a power assist. You just touch them and they swing open. Boring.
1: Okay. But just around the corner, I see a restaurant with a clue printed on its swing doors. Please use the revolving door, they say. So I ignore the sign. Oh, yeah! That was tough. I felt that. Do you want to try and tell me what you think?
0: Oh, yeah, it is the air.
1: Yeah, and this is maybe a 13 story building. So we found Stack Effect.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Effect is only a problem in tall buildings. But when we walk around downtown Chicago, we see plenty of smaller buildings with revolving doors. And we keep seeing that same sign, please use revolving doors. It makes
1: me wonder about the people who work on first floors in the winter. You may have had the same thought. So I find a security guard in a hotel lobby. You've got a revolving door and a swing door. Yep. Which is better? It's a revolving door. Why is that? Uh, it keeps the heat and the cold out.
0: This guy says hotel guests are pretty good about using the revolving doors. But if just one person uses the swing door on a December day?
1: The wind just funnels in here and makes it a lot colder than it is outside, yeah. When the winter's coming, it's going to get a whole lot colder. Yeah, no, very nervous, but we're pretty much prepared. We know we're going to have to layer up and actually I'm going to buy a heater for the desk.
0: So, yep, we know the revolving door makes first floors more comfy. Would a building owner invest in a custom door just to keep their lobby employees warm? Every building should have a revolving door.
1: Revolving door salesman Angus McMillan. He works for Crane Revolving Doors, a major revolving door manufacturer. And he says that while, yes, stack effect is important, comfort is what drives his business.
0: Not so much for the comfort of security guards or clerks, but for the customers. Imagine a first floor clothing store with racks right up to the door. Or the entrance of a restaurant on a cold day? Those first tables are going to be really cold. That's the last thing you want for a dining experience is, you know, sitting there saying, great food, lousy, lousy, you know, (laughs) it's cold. So either you need a revolving door or a vestibule with two doors. And even if the revolving door costs more, it takes up less space, which means... You could get another two or three tables possibly closer to that front entranceway.
1: And make more money. So Chicago does have a relatively large number of revolving doors. For one, we have a lot of tall buildings and need them to counter the stack effect.
0: And two, because we have a lot of densely spaced first floor retail and restaurants. And of course, we get very cold days.
1: You know, Jen, Angus McMillan says they're selling more revolving doors than ever. And modern revolving doors still work the same way they did 120
0: years ago. Yeah, They still keep out the dust and move people along, and they do all the other things we just mentioned. And we didn't even get into the energy savings. Like you said, revolving door technology hasn't changed much, but the reasons we use them keep changing. I don't see that happen very often in architecture, so that's pretty cool.
1: Flora Alderman thinks it's cool, too. She's in Delray, Florida for the winter, where she reports there are no revolving doors. Reporting this week came from me, Jesse Dukes.
0: And me, Jen Masengarb.
1: Thanks to the Chicago Architecture Foundation for loaning us, Jen, for this story.
0: Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been following their curiosity and have been committed to brewing beers for Chicago that are celebrated worldwide by beer critics and beer lovers alike. More at GooseIsland.com. We don't need to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best you drink.
1: Next time on Curious City, thousands of Chicagoans take weekend getaways to Michigan, and traffic back home can be a real bummer. So one woman wonders why there's no ferry boat. It's kind of unbelievable to me that there isn't a ferry because I think it would just be so great. We used to have ferries, but sometimes the ride was rough. Which could make this nice little cruise ship a vomit comet. The romantic, and sometimes gross, story of Chicago's ferries. Coming up next time on WBEZ's Curious City.
0: Before we start the show...